0: has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your happy place. And with more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. This week, hiking etiquette and a personality quiz that will leave you with the chills. Plus, why not to visit the casinos just outside of Vegas? And a new trailer from Lance Campers. This is RV Mile. to episode 116 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: We are coming to you again from Minot, North Dakota. After that, we did just come back from a great getaway. We spent the weekend down at Theodore Roosevelt National Park in Medora, North Dakota.
1: A very surprise. North,
0: North Dakota. North <laughs> Dakota. You're, you're turning t- into one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, very lovely Friday and then a windy and blustery and cold and snowy Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then we and headed just back kept getting colder. Morning, Sunday.
1: Yeah. And so if you're actually watching this podcast as opposed to just listening to it, you might think, are the Epperson's in some kind of a TARDIS? What's going on in no. here? Their RV looks completely, it's bigger on the inside. No, we, we,
0: we are, are <laughs> back in a <the> hotel. <laughs> we, we are um, back
1: where it all started.
0: We are back in the hotel that we, I came home from the hospital in. It's just too cold right now. Um, we it's could, just
1: not safe for the RV. We, we could go a
0: couple days it. probably uh, without water, but we want water.
1: <laughs> Look, been there, done that. And there's no composting <laughs> toilet and that. RV, So I'm not walking.
0: So I did, anymore. we, I did go and drain the lines and everything, uh, today on, after we got back into town and we're staying at a hotel until after my surgery, I was uh, another surgery later this week to put my head back together. <laughs> and then, uh, and then to get hopefully that, we'll to get be- that skull piece out of the deep freeze.
1: <laughs> so you might be wondering like, well, what, what is too cold? What do you mean by it's just too cold? Well, we're looking at days coming up. There's a stretch this week prior to Halloween, where we're looking at days that are in the teens at night, not really even breaking above freezing during the day. Yeah. And and that's a recipe
0: for a frozen solid black tank. Nobody wants a poopsicle.
1: Oh, gross. Wow. As one who's currently (laughs) trying to recover from some food poisoning, uh, that was like the worst thing you could have just said to me right now. Wow. Okay. So Uh, that's kind of what's going on with us. Uh, Jason's going to have a surgery. And then we're hoping in the next two to three weeks that we will be officially putting my knot behind us. Yeah. So I'm going to have my Uh,
0: surgery later this week. And then as soon as they take the stitches out, it should be. 10 days later, although I looked and 10 days later is on the weekend.
1: Oh so, yeah. I bet they make you wait till yeah. Monday. I mean, so, you know, it's kind of a, str- we've got like a really long stretch coming up. Like Jason's having surgery. Then I, he's only supposed to be in the hospital for one night and he's going to be coming home on Halloween. So I'm going to attempt to give the children a subpar Halloween in order to kind of offset. <laughs> I really, I'm setting the expectation bar real well, low with these kids. Is- like we're going to the mall low. Like that's well, where we're at.
0: It'll be warm inside at the mall. Well,
1: yes, because the high here for Halloween is supposed to be about 31, 32. Yeah. And here's my thing with Halloween. No one should work that hard on their costume and then have to put a coat on.
0: Yeah, I was never a fan of that. As a, as a kid, it was always raining on Halloween. No, last year always. was
1: the like piece de resistance, the creme de la creme of <laughs> Halloween because we were in L.A. Yeah, I mean, and it was the weather was so banging and it was just like we didn't have to do anything. And then we went to this really crazy. Do you remember that neighborhood? That we was went was
0: insane. Uh, fog machines and.
1: Well, and just the amount of people yeah. on the sidewalks like. Going after these houses and getting, they were giving out the good candy. So it was like everyone was there. I don't know that's happening for the kids. There was a
0: house that had a tent that was giving away hot dogs and popcorn and juice. My people. It was a church giving out flyers well, wanting you to come join well, the church,
1: but still, I mean I mean you do do as you will with the flyer, but I certainly did as even, I will with that I hot mean, dog.
0: They didn't like try to talk you into anything. No, they were just super chill. Out hot dogs. They were
1: super chill. They're like have a hot dog and here's something to drink. Now the only thing I missed was I could have used like a really good adult beverage handout somewhere. Well,
0: you're gonna have you're gonna have to make your own. I don't think many people are gonna be handing no. out alcohol. There's remember, some liability issues going remember on. Remember
1: when we were at Fish Lake? Yeah. Our very yeah. first Halloween campgrounds investing. know
0: how to do it. I mean Campgrounds you, know how to yeah. do
1: it. You couldn't go from one RV to the other without enjoying a jello shot, not for the children. It was amazing. Like by five o'clock, I was having more fun than the kids were.
0: So we have had a lot of questions about, you know, when do you winterize and and at what point? And you know, for us to be honest, this is a little new in terms of uh, having a, a black tank and a gray tank. Before, you know, we had the bus and we had a composting toilet and we brought water in and uh, it, we could go a little bit longer, a little bit colder.
1: We've never been in North Dakota at the beginning of almost November.
0: But in in terms of when to winterize, you know, you don't have to, if you're using the RV, you don't have to winterize at 32 degrees, right?
1: No. You know,
0: and if if it's going to just drop below, you know, 30 for a couple hours a night uh, in pretty much any RV, you're going to be fine as long as you have the heat on, even then you probably, even with it off, you're, you're probably going to be fine. If you've got the heat on and you've got an enclosed underbelly and a
1: heated underbelly, especially if you have a heated, we don't have a heated
0: underbelly, but we have an enclosed underbelly. Uh, it can get to, you know, 20 at night, as long as it gets most of the day, it's warm. And then it's not below freezing for more than a few hours at a time.
1: We've been really toasty warm yeah. in the RV. I mean, to the point of like almost too warm yeah. at night sometimes because of the way the vents are situated in the yeah. RV. They're like right next to the sleeping individuals <laughs> in here in the hotel. I'm chilly. A little chilly in Weird. here.
0: Now that is with us using the fresh water tank. That's like the first thing that you want to do when it gets below freezing though. Cause the first thing that's going to freeze is your water hose outside. It's unprotected. And you know, I imagine there's a good, a good long icicle inside our water hose right now.
1: Right. And we don't have a heated water hose. That's not something we decided we wanted to invest in. And I know some people use them and love them and say, they're great. We just, we know the kind of campers we will be in the future. They're
0: expensive. And And I just didn't want another hose. No, we
1: didn't want to be hauling (laughs) around another hose and it's just easier to fill up the tank. Unhook the hose, turn off the water, and then just run off the tank when it's these really, really yeah. cold days. But you know, for right now, like because it's just too cold. I mean, you're just going to be in the hotel. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know how hard it is to coil those. Those.
1: No, actually, I don't because I don't do it.
0: <laughs> those drinking water safe hoses do not coil easily, especially when it's cold and when you've got three of them. But we would have four if we had a heated hose. That'd be a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, something outside would have to go. One of your toys would have to go. Yeah, for sure. that ain't happening. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, we've got a great show. Uh, We're not going to talk about Theodore Roosevelt National Park this week. We'll do that next week. We'll get our thoughts together a little bit on that. We need to decompress
1: a little bit from, and I need to not have (laughs) the last 24 hours in my head when I talk about it.
0: But we did do a lot of hiking, and one of our big topics on the show is going to be hiking, so I'm excited to get to that.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about hiking etiquette. Um, uh, via the National Park Service, they put out this really great pamphlet that just kind of talks about the do's and don'ts. And then we're also going to bring back one of Jason's really favorite segments is I have a little quiz. We're going to have a little quiz time and it's going to be a little Halloween themed. And it's- We're going we're gonna
0: to bring that back from way back. We, I am ago. digging
1: way back, like way, way back. Like you got to roll it to get back to it. And I'm going to bring back because it's a Halloween themed one. This is kind of our, for lack of a better word, not that we really do themed, you know, seasonal podcasts, but we are coming into Halloween and I just found this and I thought it would be fun.
0: So I'm excited to get into all that, but first we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have the answer to last week's Brain Teaser. I know you can't wait.
1: I am like silently clapping (laughs) over here. I'm podcast clapping.
0: With excitement, We will be right back.
1: Be right back.
0: Hey, everybody travels a little bit differently, but you know what we love to do? We love to spend a lot of time away from the RV. We love to wake up early in the morning, get out and spend the whole day out and about. And what that means is we've got to bring food with us.
1: Yes, it does. And we
0: love to do that in our Pelican cooler, which rides in our trunk. And it's been super convenient this last weekend because we took it down to Theodore Roosevelt National Park and um, brought our food down there with us because we did not take the RV down there. We Because there's no campgrounds open down there.
1: <laughs> Nobody wants to be camping there this time So we time did year. try
0: it. We stayed in a hotel there as well. And we brought our Pelican cooler with our food. And our Pelican cooler now now has a nice little Theodore Roosevelt National Park sticker on it it
1: sure does i think that this is going to be our next goal we had when we were in bussy we were collecting magnets but as many rv owners know magnets apparently are like not something you're allowed to have if you own an RV. Uh, yeah, because there's nothing
0: nothing metal to yeah. stick it to. So
1: now we think we're going to start doing stickers. And what better place to put them than on our Pelican cooler? And so if you want to put stickers on your Pelican cooler, <laughs> then you need to go to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles because you are going to get a free tumbler with any hard-sided cooler purchase. And you're going to hear us say this a lot as we're rolling into the end of the year. You know what makes a really great holiday gift?
0: Pelican cooler.
1: Pelican
0: cooler. If you're one of those people that does travel around with your cooler in the back of your truck, what's cool about Pelican coolers is you can strap them down but still open them and close them with the straps in place. I absolutely love that feature, along with a half a dozen other features that they packed into the Made in America bear-proof Pelican coolers. So head over to pelicancoolers.com slash rvmiles and check them out. Okay, it is time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. Three people are having a race. It takes Bob three minutes to finish a lap. It takes Travis six minutes to finish a lap. And it takes Jill nine minutes to finish a lap. No sexism you know, why involved there. Jill, those short Jill legs? just cause just because she's the woman. It's just random, random names. It's that we with the times. Don't, Jill's don't not the slowest. Me. Plenty of women are fast runners. Yeah, not.
1: Jackie Joyner kersey Don't even with me I on am, that.
0: You are definitely a faster I'm definitely runner. Faster than, than me. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we were in a race. Well, I No no, no don't even. Don't try to swear. I'm a
0: faster runner. You're but no. I'm gonna be out of breath before I get hundred feet. No. <laughs> and then you'll be like <laughs> you know
1: what when you don't have a hole in your head anymore we're gonna go out and we're headed to a track just
0: i just know my leg length that's all it you is.
1: need to go back to this brain teaser
0: <laughs> after how many minutes will those three finish a lap all at the same time so bob is taking three minutes to go around the track travis takes six minutes to finish Jill takes nine minutes to go around the track and they keep running laps. At what point do they all finish a lap at the same time? The answer is 18 minutes. After six laps, Bob's gone 18 minutes. After three laps, Travis has gone 18 minutes. And after two laps, Jill has gone 18 minutes. Is that
1: because Bob and Travis collapsed from exhaustion (laughs) because they were running too fast and Jill was running at a solid, steady pace? Because she was like the tortoise, and they no. Were it's because simple math. Because that's what I think was happening. Did
0: you have to do it? So you were homeschool growing growing up.
1: Don't go there. No, I'm asking. No, Epperson. I'm j- no,
0: I'm legitimately asking. Did you have to do a ton of word problems? Because I hated well, word <laughs> problems in school. Okay. And we had good. to do a lot of word problems. But I also hated when we got like a page or six of like all little like written math problems. Oh,
1: I loved that. Uh, oh. Well, riddle me this. What do you think my my love affair is with the brain teaser on this show? <laughs> like what do you think my willingness to go out after this is over and figure out this word problem? Is?
0: I think it's about point
1: 3%. If Abby and Jason were running around a track and they would meet at the brain teaser at the exact same time, how many times would Jason have to go around the track before Abby actually showed up at the brain teaser? About
0: 550.
1: Right. When a kid in our house has a brain teaser problem, who do they go to? Not yeah. their mom. Yeah. And I am completely okay with that. See? I have embraced that not everything in life I'm going to be good at.
0: Well, here's the deal like in 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 grade school, I hated word problems, but then in like high school and college math, I was like, Hey, this is like real stuff. Like when they were written in ways that are something that, you know, you could utilize like,
1: and when did that ever happen? (laughs) I mean, I'm flashing back to my ACTs right now. Not when like two
0: trains are going to meet. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) I'm going to go like over into a corner and rock back and forth. That's why I don't like to take trains.
0: (laughs) Anyway, our winner this week is Paula Kay from Massachusetts who will receive a, not all who wander are lost t-shirt and you'll have a chance to win yours later in the show with the new brain teaser or you can just head over to the show notes rvmiles.com slash 116 and find the link to buy them in our teespring store all right abby take it away this segment is all you
1: this segment is brought to you by the national park service (laughs) i'm
0: I'm kidding we can
1: both be involved yeah you know there is a link (laughs) and you can click on it and it will open up on your computer, this document. So we just thought, you know, I know some might be saying, but it's fall, why are we talking about hiking? It's getting cold, I'm putting my oh, fall Fall's the best time to hike. Fall is the best time to hike, but let us also remember that not all of the country is freezing right now, like no. you and I are. And some of our parks are starting to get really, really busy. This is a busy time of year for Joshua Tree, a lot of our Southwest parks, a lot of our South parks.
0: Big Bend.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, people like to hike in those parks, too. So I think it's just good maybe to check in once or twice a year. Let's talk about like when we get out on the trail and what are sort of the like rules of the trail. Right. So the National Park Service back in September, they put together this little graphic that just has some hiking Etiquette.
0: It's an infograph. It's as an, in, like okay, an infographic In the graphic design world. Oh, well. It's an infograph.
1: Oh, that's just so fancy. So they put together an infograph and we'll link to it. I saw it on Facebook and we'll link to the Facebook article in the show notes. So the first one that they talk about, and I think that this is really, this gets debated a lot. And so they're kind of setting it straight, is to know your right of way. Okay, so check signage for the trail you're hiking and follow the correct right of way yield. Generally, hikers coming uphill are breathing heavily, but have the right of way. If you're descending the trail, step aside. Now, I can tell you that a lot of times it's it seems to be the reverse on the trail. Yeah. A lot of times those of us going up yield for those coming down.
0: Yeah, and that's not how it should be.
1: It's not how it should be. It should really be those who are going up. And also, you know, they say too Judge hikers accordingly and give space to the people climbing up. Yeah,
0: obviously, if it's somebody that needs, you know, some somebody that needs extra support, somebody that's having a hard time, you know. A crying child. Let them through. A, you know. Let
1: them through, please. But
0: if, if only to have a uh, an answer, even, even if it doesn't matter, even if there's no rhyme or reason, if only had to have, like, something that everybody knows, okay, the 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 person coming down has to yield to the person coming up. And we just all follow that all the time. I think that's a good reason. But where this gets a little confusing is when, when you start adding in horses and people on bikes.
1: Yeah. And I don't know that they're really talking specifically about that in this particular No, they're infograph. not. But
0: I have seen massive arguments over this online. and, and I'm there really is, okay with
1: yielding to a horse. Well, there I is, is, I there, there is
0: there <laughs> a, a set. Uh, way it's supposed to go. Uh, bikes are supposed to yield to, to any pedestrians, just like they are on the road.
1: Now that's Everybody's weird. supposed
0: to yield for horses.
1: I think it's weird for the bike to yield to the pedestrian only because, and I understand it to a degree, but that's the momentum it takes to get going on the bike. And then it's just stops. Yeah. And then stop. I know. And it's, whereas walking, it's a little bit more natural for you to stop it, and then it move back into the motion. I am sure that there's a very, very valid reason. And the re- the
0: reason go. is is that it, a bike is it can do a lot more harm to somebody. Yes. It's coming at you faster and you have less time to see it coming and get out of the way.
1: I mean, I have to be honest. I'm not a fan of trails that are bike and pedestrian friendly, like the river walk in Zion. I don't particularly like that trail with my family because it's a heavily biked trail and little people often, well, first off bikes fly and they give you very little warning. They might just say on your left in just enough time for you to move out of the way. But when I have the kids out there, it's just not something I particularly care. I really love that there are trails for bikers, I, I get a little nervous when it's pedestrians and bikers trying yeah. to share one space.
0: But obviously, we all want to step out of the way for a horse coming through.
1: I will get out <laughs> of the way for a horse. All right, what's the next do one? do not want to follow behind a horse either. <laughs> so the next one is, and this is really self-explanatory, like we don't need to go into this in too much detail, but stay on the trail. We all know what happens when you get off of a yeah. trail. Okay, you're going to destroy the plant life that is in that area. You're going to crush it. And what, you know, we relearned today or over the weekend while we were at Theodore Roosevelt is that when you harm prairie grass, it takes 50 years for prairie grass to recover.
0: Yeah, that's you know, a big deal. That's
1: a long time.
0: I've I've talked to people that do uh, trail work before, you know, people that do the maintenance and, and building of trails and And they say one of the biggest problems they have is people that cut corners on a switchback or a turn. They, and they start creating and, their and, own
1: little path. Yes, yeah. and it widens
0: it and it widens mm-hmm. it. And that can become a real problem, and it makes it worse and worse. And that's unfortunate, it shouldn't?
1: Yeah. And sometimes you might get into an area where it looks like it opens up. Maybe you get to like the top of a hill or something, yeah. and it looks like it opens up. When really you should just stay to that trail that's designated and not move off of that dirt path and into more of the dirt area because you just don't know what's over there. You don't know what you're stepping on. They don't want you over there for a particular reason. So stay on the trail. Uh, The third one is do not disturb wildlife. And there was a fantastic infograph. Look at me using my <laughs> terminology. Um, when we went to the visitor center at Theodore Roosevelt national park, yeah. and I don't want to go too much into it. Cause it's really, really funny and it kept, the, you know, we'll talk about it next week and maybe we'll drop it in the show notes here or something, but it talks about all of the, um, ways that if you touch a Buffalo in a certain, certain areas of the Buffalo what you can expect to happen to you. Yes. Humorously. Very humorously. Obviously the the real,
0: the real result is the same every time. I
1: mean, I've said this probably several times on this show and I'll probably say it several more. Whoever does the branding and marketing for the national park service, social social media, media, their game is so strong and I wish they would teach a class because it's just, it's my (laughs) kind of humor. I love, I love, I love. So the next one after that, they had eight total, we're at number four, is take time to listen. I really, really like this one. They write, when hiking in the great outdoors, let nature do the talking. We said be quiet. I love that they put an exclamation point there too. It's so good. Not only will other visitors appreciate the peace, but so will the wildlife. Why are you still talking? (laughs) Many wildlife species rely on natural sounds for communication and disrupting the sounds can hurt their chances of survival or at the very least result in extreme eye rolls from animals, the likes you haven't seen since. Well, earlier from your family. So... Now,
0: Here, uh, noise pollution is a serious problem.
1: Yes, and we actually talked about that on this week's America's National yes. Parks podcast because this week was the news episode.
0: And there was a study that took place over several years where they did recordings in sixty-six different National Park Service units, and and they found uh, noise pollution from humans on a good portion of those. And these are like I remote recordings. I think they said recordings. 37% yes, of the recordings these are not recordings had- by a trail or something. These are remote recordings. And yeah. yes, 36% had some sort of noise. And the most common noises were automobiles and human voices.
1: Yes, and you know what? As a parent with three children, three very active children, that is a really, really hard one for our family. It's very hard for the kids who often get really yeah. excited out on a trail or who just have a lot of energy in general to keep their voices low. It's something I think that's counterintuitive for kids, like yeah. when they get outside, because you know, we're always saying that's outside, that's an outside voice. Yeah. And then we take them outside and we're like, you know, that's, that's an, <laughs> we need you to use your inside voice now well, that you're outside. You know, it's not
0: that there's anything wrong with talking on the trail. Uh, it's, it's just that, you know, it, it's not the place to just go out and have a conversation for an hour and a half. I mean,
1: it's not the place to go out and do your,
0: your do, do your rap practice.
1: No. Jack will kill us. <laughs> so moving let, on. And let's all, all just agree he, yeah. that you don't
0: bring your, you know, your, your boom box with you. Cause we've all ran into that a few times. No,
1: you make your own noise. You make your own music <laughs> out on the trail and you let nature make the music. That's what you do.
0: Now here's one that directly, (laughs) this is one directly goes into conflict with the the previous one. This is amazing.
1: (laughs) So this one says, make yourself known. So take the time to listen, but also make sure people know you're there. So maybe, you know, practicing your fast rap is this is the time to do it, right? This is Jack's <laughs> shining moment. So when you encounter other hikers and trail users, offer a friendly hello or a simple head nod. Now, see, I thought this was going to go to the whole thing of, you know, when you're out in, a, in bear country. Yeah,
0: making enough noise that the bears can the, hear you. Yes,
1: but we're going yeah. in a different area. Uh, So make yourself known, say hello, or a simple head nod. They say, try not to be creepy about it, though. Uh, (laughs) This helps create a friendly atmosphere on the trail. If you approach another trail user from behind, announce yourself in a friendly, calm tone and let him or they know you want to pass.
0: You don't want to be surprising somebody from behind.
1: Right. Yelling bear and run (laughs) is not helpful. The next one is leave no trace. Of course. And this is something that the National Park Service really pushes this hard, as they should. Always practice leave no trace principles. Leave rocks, vegetation, and artifacts where you found them for others to enjoy. Henry Corwin, do you stack rocks in your backyard? Also, animals should remain in the park.
0: So no stacking rocks, no leaving painted rocks.
1: Do not ever uh, let me look. If you're in the American National Parks group, that at this point is about almost thirty-four thousand strong, do not ever say the word Karen. You and not not ca- is, and uh, look not K A R E N. Don't be a Karen, okay? Because I know that this is going to get confusing. C A
0: I R N. Yeah, it's you're a not word asking for a,
1: a manager here.
0: It's a rock pile that's <laughs> bigger at the base and gets taller. and it's yes. a way to mark trails. So. Uh, uh, in a national park that doesn't have any sort of way to leave a trail marker, they may leave a cairn yes uh, but they really don't do that anymore usually they 'll draw That's, a hole and they 'll put a uh, post yeah it's in. kind
1: of an old school practice
0: but if if they in places they exist they're they're made for that purpose for so adding your own is only causing problems but
1: well, more also, importantly you're it's, moving <laughs> you're, something you're
0: moving stuff around and you're you're making somebody's Somebody wants to take that trail and experience nature as it is. They won't don't want to see your fancy piles of rocks. <laughs> and they definitely don't want to see your painted ro- painted rocks. You can literally, uh, not kidding, you can get a massive fine for leaving a painted rock in a yes. national park. You can d- do that at the campground. You know, leave them. Or
1: go buy rocks from the store and, and paint them. Find ways that does not require you yeah. to. Take from the park and reimagine what you think the park should look like. Because, you know, another thing that and we say this to our youngest, who he does have a little bit of a, like a klepto need to want to take these rocks, and we have to talk about it a lot is that it is potentially someone's home. You know, you are moving ground, there could be something underneath it that's that rock is protecting. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of things going in and there's a lot of play. What
0: cracks me up about Henry, though, is that he's just as cool with gravel or even broken pieces of concrete or
1: glass, just
0: as great to him as a rock from yes. a national park. So really, we can redirect him pretty easily. Oh, yeah,
1: we can pretty much just go say you want to go play in this parking lot. So <laughs> the next one is to read the signs. And this is very important. Never leave the trail to try and get a closer look at an animal because it can hurt the habitat and the animal and put you in danger. Oh, you need a sign. It's over there. And there, there's one. Did you see that one? There are signs all over the parks telling you to leave the wildlife alone. And this is especially true at Theodore Roosevelt. I felt like this was one of the parks where your ability to interact with wildlife, multiple different mm-hmm. species, wild animals is really, really strong. And we had that happen to us on numerous occasions, which we'll talk about next yeah. week. But because of that, all through the park, there are signs everywhere. Just, you know, bison. Yeah. Well, Don't,
0: there's also. Do the, not at, touch w- the wildlife. Both at, at Theodore Roosevelt, at Badlands, and at Wind Cave. There are trails that go right through prairie dog towns, mm-hmm. and and so darn cute. At, at Badlands, they have signs that say, "Prairie dogs have the plague." <laughs> no, literally, they have the plague. No,
1: they really literally do.
0: <laughs> Don't touch like, them. I mean, you're not going to be able on. to touch them. There's a fun story if you ever read the uh, the whole journals of the Lewis and Clark expedition of them trying to catch a prairie dog, even though there are so like good. thousands and thousands and thousands of them, they, you know, these like 12 men could not catch a prairie dog. They finally did, uh, but, but it was a big, big challenge.
1: Be aware of surroundings. Always be aware of your surroundings when hiking in national parks. It will help keep you and any members of your group safe, and it will help keep wildlife and their habitats safe and healthy. You're not lost, you're still in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 it's so good being aware of your surroundings is really important because again i'll reference back because we were just at theodore roosevelt we would come we were taking a short trail but there were several parts of the trail that they encouraged you to kind of offstep for a second but they very clearly had a sign that said caution don't go too far this is a drop off yeah So there might not be a sign. (laughs) There might not be. (gasps) Luckily
0: they're working. There might not
1: be a Karen there to, you know, guide your way. (laughs) And so it's really important that when you're on the trail, when you're getting on a trail, know your surroundings, take a minute to kind of, I would even go further than this and say, really take a minute to look at the trail and try to familiarize yourself with it. Know how long it should take you, you know, because if it says, oh, it's an hour trail. If you've been on that trail for two hours, you might be lost. Yeah. I'm just saying. Good point. (laughs) Okay. So just kind of know what they think the time should take for that trail.
0: (laughs) So these are just some pieces of hiking etiquette from the the National Park Service. Obviously, there are a lot more things that you might want to think about. If you have anything you want to talk about in terms of hiking etiquette, you ought to come over to the America's National Parks Group because there are 34,000 people that Who want to want talk to about argue it. with you about it.
1: <laughs> no, they. I'm sorry. Stop. Talk,
0: talk to you about yeah, it. Yeah.
1: They want to talk. <laughs> Actually, we hear time and time again from a lot of people in the group, how much they love that yeah. group and just how, you know, one of the things that we really try with that group is that there is no question. I will never tell someone to go search for something. Yeah. I will never do that. Like if you ask that question. And I want to take the time to answer it. I'll answer it. If I don't, I'm going to scroll on past, but I'm never going to take the time to say, oh, this has been asked like 50,000 times. Just go search for it.
0: We try to weed out the people who
1: grumpy tend to want
0: to do that. And uh, it's a a really happy group. And it's almost like a magazine too. It's almost like opening up a a, a, a National Geographic magazine because it's just photo after photo after photo. You can spend all day looking at them.
1: Unlike the person who wanted to complain the other day about the oversaturation of pictures, you saturate your picture all day long. It is your picture. You do what you want with it of your picture of the national park. And I will ooh and ah over it if I feel like it.
0: All right, we have a whole lot more. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back in a moment.
1: We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: RV Miles is brought to you by Versatube. If you're looking for a way to protect your RV before the winter hits, Versatube has you covered, literally. From RV covers to carports to garages that you can build yourself, Versatube is like a grown up erector set with steel. Versatube ships directly to your door and is the perfect protector for your class A, B, C travel trailer or bus conversion. And since Versatube loves RV Miles listeners, they're offering 5% off any standard RV cover with the coupon code RV Miles, all one word. Head over to RVMiles.com slash 116 and look for the Versatube logo. Click on it. It'll take you right over to their website. You can save 5% off your Versatube RV cover with the coupon code RVMILES. That's RVMILES.com slash 116. The show notes to the link to save 5% off your Versatube cover. Keep your rig protected this winter with Versatube.
1: And RV Miles is also brought to you by the RV Repair Club. Whether you're already on the road, planning your next trip, or thinking about installing a few upgrades, RV Repair Club has you covered with step-by-step videos designed to make navigating the lifestyle a breeze have a question about the health of your black tank and who doesn't have a question about the health of their black tank, there's a video for that. Or maybe you're just kind of wondering what's up with that propane fridge, it's making a little bit of noise. No sweat, there's a video for that too. RV Repair Club's premium membership features thousands of professional how-to videos that will keep you informed and on the road. Unlock your premium membership today and head over to RVRepairClub.com and use code RVMILES at checkout to save 90% not 9%, 90% off your first year. A full year of premium membership is only $5 for RV Miles listeners. Visit RVRepairClub.com and enter coupon code RVMiles, that's all one word, to save 90% off your premium membership with RV Repair Club.
0: Hey, we want to remind you to check out the Sea America and the America's National Parks podcast as well. Wherever you listen to this podcast, you'll find those two there. The America's National Parks podcast this week, as we mentioned earlier, is our news from the parks episode. It's got all sorts of news that happened over the month of October or that is coming up. And on the Sea America podcast, we talked about a cool destination that we found when we were in Shreveport, Louisiana, the Shreveport Waterworks museum. This was the last running steam powered waterworks in the U S and it's left almost exactly as it is. It's a really cool place to visit. Yeah.
1: And we actually talked about it on a previous episode of RV miles back in the day.
0: So make sure to check those out. All right, Abby. It's time for you to bother me again.
1: Oh, I get to take over for a little bit. So we are going to play another little game and we're going to do something. This is again, compliments of the national park service. This is from their Facebook page. We'll put a link to it in the show notes, rvmiles.com slash And this is a park survival quiz. So anyone who's listening right now, you have to keep track of your answers as well, because at the end, we're going to rate where you're going to fall. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So here we go. Everybody get ready. Pencils, pen. First question. You're alone at night and you hear the sound of a twig breaking outside the tent. You would A, scream and hide under the sleeping bag. B, unzip and peek out the tent slowly. C, eat the leftover s'more you found when you were looking down your pajamas. Or D, Send your best friend out to investigate instead, Jason. Which of those would you pick?
0: I know what you'd do.
1: I didn't ask about me. D. D. If
0: if you call me your best friend, <laughs> I don't know about that. But D, you'd be sending me okay. out.
1: But we're not talking about me. So are the, I know is what this you legit, do?
0: Is this a legit question? Like this like, is a legit question. I, I'm going to say the best You're thing you, the best day. thing you could do is I'm going to say scream and hide under your blanket.
1: Okay, because so the scream might
0: scare the animal away.
1: Okay, so you're gonna go A. Okay. Yeah. All right. I would totally do D. Um, so the next question. So remember that you were an A, okay? Right. You're running from a bison and you trip. You would A get up and run as fast as you can, B, start crying and beg for mercy. C try to put the bison in your car. Or D. Go in to pet the bison only to realize that that was a big mistake.
0: Well, not not C or D. What were A and B again?
1: A was get up and run as fast as you can. And B was to start crying and beg for mercy.
0: Well, A, I mean, what else are you going to do?
1: You're going to get up and run as fast as you can. Okay. So you've, you've got two A's now. Yeah. Okay. Next one. You're with all of your friends in a park. And one by one, they start disappearing. You would, (laughs) A, I'm being really dramatic. A, understand you've been kind of annoying the whole trip. B, laugh and yell out for everyone to come out. C, scream and run towards civilization. Or D, enjoy the peace and quiet. D. D. (laughs) See, now I thought you were going to go with A. D. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've had two A's and a D. All right. Here's your next question. We've got this one and then one more after. You're stuck on a tour that won't end. A psycho killer is also on the tour. What do you do? What kind of quiz is this? It's a, ho- it's a, it's a seasonal Halloween quiz. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. A. Continue to listen to the guide. It's the polite thing to do. B. Start asking lots of weird questions. C. Get away from the tour and run away as fast as you can. Or D. You realize you are the tour guide. And keep that baby going until the killer gets bored and leaves.
0: Where's None of them is take them out.
1: Okay, please. Be realistic. <laughs> No one asked for like, you know, Walker Texas Ranger to get on this bus. Okay.
0: Okay. I'll go A again. <laughs> if only because I don't remember what the answer is. So can, are.
1: you're gonna continue to listen to the guide because you think it's the polite thing to do, even though you know there's a psycho I, killer on yeah, the Yeah, I have I have bus. issues with that.
0: Like I don't wanna I don't wanna
1: You don't wanna be that guy? I don't
0: wanna upset anybody. I don't You wanna don't get, wanna make make them be the Walker bad. Texas
1: Ranger. You well, don't wanna be That's Chuck not Harris. an
0: option. I don't have that option.
1: No, you don't. I so mean, if I had
0: that option, that's what I do.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just saying you, you just, you want to be but
0: quiet and sit not, there and, and, and instead, hope he doesn't notice you. Instead, I, guess. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So okay. I'm go a. fair
1: enough. Okay. So you've had three A's and a D. Yeah. All right. Here's your final one. You're taking pictures and you notice they all have dark, blurry shadows of them. You would a still post them online. <laughs> <laughs> B keep taking more photos until they are perfect. C, scream in frustration. D, eventually notice the shadow was a large grizzly bear standing behind. Ah! You're like, ah, I'm running away. It reads better.
0: I don't like any of these answers.
1: Can't, well, I don't or know. Or any of these questions for that matter. You know what?
0: Uh, let's, go a let's go A again. Let's go A again. You're the worst a. to play
1: these games with. Okay. A. You would still post them online. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's fine. And I, I'd be
0: like, "Hey, what is this?" In my anybody photos? know what
1: this is behind yeah. me? I I keep cleaning my phone off; it won't go away. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: if you had mostly A questions, you're self-aware and try to do the right things. You're polite and know when to run. So what if you're kind of annoying? Your chances of survival are very high. Wow. That's
0: wow. kind of accurate. That
1: is so accurate. If you're mostly Bs. Crying, laughing, you're full of emotions. You also will do your best to finish the job at hand no matter what. Your chances of survival are decent. Don't cry. Oh, you're laughing now. Okay. So you're kind of like someone who's like all over the place if you're a B. Clearly. Okay. Mostly C's. Hmm. You're loud. We also hope you have a large car and lots of life insurance. You may survive until you try to leave the park. Good luck. And if you are mostly D's, now remember you had one D pick. So you lean to this a little bit. Okay. You're a mixed bag of a responsible yet carefree traveler. Sometimes blinded by nature's beauty. You usually come around too late. You most likely will not survive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just a <to> hear of that. <laughs>
1: You are just a dash. Of, you're a dash of D. So, you know, I just thought this was fun. I thought it was a silly way to just, you know.
0: I thought this was going to be like serious survival questions that I oh, want, Jason, that these were going to have some sort of
1: Jason, we have been married for almost 11 years. Did you really think I was going to come at you with serious survival questions? No. Okay. Thank you very much.
0: All right. It's time for the Fresh Tank Black Tank segment, the segment where we talk about things that we love and we don't in the world today. Abby, what is your black tank for the week?
1: I am all over the place this week. My black tank this week is from the October news edition of America's National Parks. And it's something we've talked about here on the show in the past. And there were two mountain lions that were found dead this month in the Santa Monica Monica Mountains.
0: Yeah, they're both from rodent poison. Yes. And what uh, the news to me that I didn't know uh, is that nearly every mountain lion that they've found dead out there over the past however many years. They've been
1: documenting this since 2002. So the last 17 years
0: nearly every one of them has had rodent poison in their blood.
1: It says here that researchers have documented this rodent poison. And this compound is in 23 of the 24 local mountain lions that they have tested, including a three month old kitten. Yeah. So I, you know, I just think that it's again, why I'm black tanking it is a, it's really sad to, to, to lose two mountain lions. But I also just kind of think it talks even more about how, how as humans, we continue to encroach on land, even though we're supposed to be protecting it. We keep finding a way to get in there and screw it up.
0: They're not just getting it by eating it either. They're getting it by eating the animal that ate it or the animal that ate the animal that ate it.
1: Yeah. And they talk about that too, that they consumed an animal that had ate that as bait, such as a ground squirrel. Yeah. And so, you know, because they consumed that.
0: It's the same thing with, with the condors, the condors almost, wiped out completely because of lead and bullets. And we refuse in so many places still to ban lead and bullets and the condors go, go and eat their, you know, they're scavengers or vultures. They go and eat carcasses and the bullets that are left over um, or the buckshot or whatever it is gets eaten by them and they get lead poisoning and die.
1: Well, it also ended up I, or maybe I'm confusing this with the Eagles. But didn't they also have issues with it making the shell of the egg? No,
0: that was the eagle. That is the eagle. That, that, I mean, that was pesticide with eagles. That was the and pesticide. And that's happened with, with lots eagles. of birds as well. Yes. Uh, but it's that sort of stuff that, I mean, the lead and bullets that, I mean, a few states have banned lead and bullets. That's a simple change that doesn't affect hunters. It, uh, it does make the price of bullets a little bit higher. But. Th- those are things that we can easily do.
1: Yeah. I think if it's something that you're kind of anti, no, I don't want to do that. I think I can only suggest to you to go stand in the presence of a condor Yeah, and look at that bird and that mag- I mean, it's one of those yeah. things like when we were at Glen Canyon that I will never forget. You just don't forget. Yeah. Now, if you haven't heard condor. our
0: episode of, uh, on, of the America's National Parks on the California condor, at one point there were only 22 left in the wild. And controversially, this was in the late 80s, I think, they they went and captured every single one of them so yeah. that they could breed them because they were afraid that they would all die out if, if they didn't do that. And now, just recently, we talked about this on the on the show a couple of weeks ago, Zion National Park announced that the thousandth chick had been born there. That's
1: so cool. I mean, it's right up there with the yeah. story of the bison. Yeah. So that was my black tank for the week. Uh, My fresh tank is, oh, it's a complete 180. It's not even in the world of travel. But I just want everybody to know that the Hallmark Christmas movies are back. It is (sighs) October and we are back. Abby loves
0: to skip over Thanksgiving.
1: This this is not true. Normally I am in it to win it. You know, I've always had a very strict policy that Christmas decorations do not come up until after Thanksgiving or holiday decorations in general. We abide by the season. But this year I have just thrown caution to the wind. I am a wild woman. I have just bring out the holiday baking shows. I've already done the great British baking shows, Christmas episodes. And when someone informed me that over the weekend, Hallmark launched their completely cheesy, completely awful Christmas movies. I said, I'm in like Flynn, let's do this. And I just finished watching one a little bit ago that had DJ Tanner. There you go. Because she is the because star. Because she's in two thirds of them. She is. All if right. it's not her, it's Jody Sweetin. <laughs> and if it's not Jody Sweeten, it's Danica McKellar. <laughs> All right. All Can right. we move on to me? Uh, yes. I mean, but this is, an, that was an important piece of information no. that people need to, no. the people need to If they care, they already know. If they care, then they will understand and appreciate why I said something to them. Now, Jason, let's go back into the world of RVs. What's your black tank?
0: Uh my my black tank involves a uh, a casino near Las Vegas. This and better if, be RV related. If you know anything about oh, yes. Las Vegas, uh <laughs> casinos in Las Vegas are one thing. Casinos near Las Vegas are a whole nother. Ooh, they're
1: thing. an episode into themselves. <laughs> no, okay.
0: There is there is a, a a woman uh was kicked out of <laughs>
1: of I a casino laugh, the
0: the the cannery cannery sure. casino and hotel and is well it's two ends so I would say it's cannery casino and Is hotel it two
1: ends with a K and a K
0: there's no K it's not classic cuts with the K the cannery casino and hotel in North Las Vegas a woman was was kicked out she was kicked out of the casino for whatever reason we don't really know why she was kicked out of the casino but
1: we can only imagine let's just it's hard to get kicked out of casino. she
0: then proceeded to to drive her uh her 80s Winnebago
1: it's just really something
0: into the casino.
1: <laughs> I can't. <laughs>
0: right into it. And there's a great photo of, I mean, it I went all the way in. Now, it would be hilarious if it weren't for the fact that she critically injured a uh, oh, a security guard. No,
1: she didn't. Yeah. Uh,
0: she actually <sighs> hit him. I mean.
1: I mean, not that it should be funny that she destroyed property, but. See, no, I mean, I but she was, she was literally.
0: The security guard, I, th- I assume this was the one that threw her out. Um, she was accelerating.
1: Oh, him. she was gunning for the yes. individual that kicked her yes. out. Yes, and then oh, that's that's rough. Yeah, yeah. Wow, RVs are not <laughs> they're recreational vehicles. <laughs> they're not weapons. Okay, she's no 007. O seven.
0: All right, my fresh tank, however, is a, it's a new RV from Lance. If you've heard me talk about new RVs in the past, you know I really love Lance campers. They're built really well. They're great four season units. They're fantastic quality. They're a little on the expensive side. What?
1: Is their camper going to come equipped with the Hallmark movie channel? <laughs> no. See, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why you're not tying this into my fresh tank. Why like- you got to make me look like that?
0: <laughs> Lance has debuted an, a new RV at, uh, they debuted this in Elkhart at the 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 industry trade show that just happened. Uh, and this is a, a, a slideless RV. It's been a while since Lance has put, a slideless RV out. And a lot of people are looking for slideless RVs. A lot of people want a layout that doesn't have to involve opening a slide. They like I to would park, love that. not have to do that. They like to go to Walmart, not have to do that. Cause some of them.
1: <laughs> look, it's really important. If I'm going <laughs> to, if I'm going to wall dock. If I'm going to pay
0: $50,000 for an RV, look, I better be. I'm Take my
1: $50,000 RV and wall dock. <laughs> I don't want to have to open up a slide. All I want to have to do is open up my chair in the front of my. My camper. But
0: slides do have problems from time to time and, uh and people don't want to deal with that. But they, but if you have, sometimes the, the layout requires you to open the slide to get to the bathroom or get, get to the bedroom or what have you.
1: Oh, yes. So I'm well aware. It's
0: <laughs> like ours. Well aware. So uh, one that doesn't have a slide is, is nice for a lot of people. Um This one's pretty cool because this one uh it, it's great for two people uh little nice kitchenette nice little bedroom in the back but what i really love about this thing is the front of it most front lance campers have a real interesting curve at the front of them that that uh that's it's not sort of that straight line that a lot of uh you know it's kind of on an angle but it's it's straight that a lot of Travel trailers have, but Lance does this cool curve thing from the top to the bottom. And this has two big bay windows on that curve. So you really get a cool view out the front there. The article I'll I'll share sort of equates it a little bit to an Airstream.
1: That's the one thing I wish we had more of.
0: Is windows space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Our windows. That's the one thing about Bessie I loved so much was just all that natural light.
0: I also love that this trailer has the cabinets that open uh, down up. You know, they're they're like airline. Oh, you like that. I don't like that. Well, the reason I love that is they don't pop open. They they well
1: fair enough. They, I mean I understand gravity keeps yes, them down. Right? I understand your reasoning yeah. behind them. I just find them kind of a pain yeah. in the tuchus to have to get into.
0: Well, they have on the higher end I know. On they're gonna stay up they've, there. They've got the little know, gas maybe, struts that hold them up. Look,
1: Jay, I don't know about that fancy stuff you're talking to me about. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about any of that fancy RVN.
0: Uh uh so check that out. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. You can see all the photos and, and everything. But that is my fresh tank for the week.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to have like something more legit next week. <laughs> I see you over there. I see what you're doing.
0: All right. Let's, let's wrap this episode up with <laughs> okay. a brain teaser. A magazine competition invited people to come up with invented inventions of the cyber age. For example, solar powered clothes dryer, a rope, a handheld word processor. is a pencil. So just names for things that, that sound like their cyber oh, age right. versions of okay. what they are. I'm right? with you now. So, can you guess what this one is? It's a portable arcade, a handheld amusement resource with no cartridges or batteries. Access games of speed, dexterity, memory, cunning, produce magical effects, or construct lofty towers. Some games can increase your income.
1: Oh my gosh, I know what this is. Yeah. And I just looked at the answer and I got it right. Yeah.
0: Cause it's a pretty I want to say
1: it out loud so bad, but I can't. <laughs> I got one right.
0: <laughs> I, there were, I, there's probably a few too many things in that answer. Anyway. Don't if you,
1: even try to downplay <laughs> my joy.
0: If you think you know the answer, head over to the show notes, rvmiles.com slash 116 at the bottom. There will be a place where you can enter your answer, or you can head over to rvmiles.com slash brain teaser and enter it there.
1: Let's all get this one right together. This (laughs) is is amazing. So that is it. That's it for for this week's episode. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us. You guys kind of know we always say this at the end, but I'm going to say it again. Anyway, if you are loving the show, we would so appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts that just helps get us in front of more people. And another thing we love is we love talking to you. So come find us on social media. We're on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that goes for our wandering family, RV miles, see America and America's national parks. We also have three awesome Facebook groups that we would really like you to come and join RV miles. The group look, we made it really easy now to find them. They're called RV miles. The group see America, the group and wait for it america's national parks the the group group. so if you are on facebook we would love to see you over there in one of the groups if you have questions or suggestions for a topic you would like to hear on the show we also would really love to hear from you editor at rvmiles.com or across social media but until next week and when we see you next week jason may or may not have a hole in his head
0: I at least
1: one that you well, know i hope i'll
0: have a few like you know <laughs>
1: yeah like let's just one let's, two three yeah.
0: four five That's six the appropriate
1: seven holes in his head are will supposed now be, back. To be there let's just leave it at that shall <laughs> we jay all right, all right have a great <laughs> week everyone keep logging those RV miles we'll see you soon bye you